All right, hey guys, welcome to another episode of Pursuing Jesus Podcast. My name is Shane Winnings, and I'm so excited to have my wife, Jessica, here with us. Jessica, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming all the way from downstairs. You're welcome. To be on. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about singleness. You guys know we're in a three-part series. If you haven't heard part one, go back and listen to it. I think it's going to be really helpful. Again, the goal of all this is to encourage you in your season of singleness and to give it meaning. Um, As we said yesterday, singleness is not a curse. It's not a season to get through. And we fully believe God has something for all of us in that season. And uh, if you didn't hear in episode one, I dropped a really marking thing that God spoke to me that changed my life when I was single. So before we get into it, I just want to thank you guys for listening. We're in the, we were in the top 1% of all shared podcasts last year, um, and there's tons of podcasts, and that's because you guys are sharing. So especially this episode, you know, I have my wife on. If this speaks to you, send it to some girls you know. Send it to your mom, your sisters, your daughters, whoever. Help uh, spread the word. If this speaks to you, it'll definitely speak to someone else. Quickly, uh, I want to remind you about the Discipleship School that's coming up in July. I just sent out acceptance emails for the first 20 people. We have room for more. It is a five-day online Discipleship School. The next one will be in person, but this is online, and uh, it only takes five minutes to apply. So you can do that at the link um, in the description of this podcast, or you can find it uh, on my Instagram if you click on the link in my bio. And finally, we are looking for partners. We need, I need to update this. We got one more. We need 69 more partners who are willing to give $1 a day or $30 a month to help us out. We've got some big goals for the nonprofit. This isn't for Jess and I. You guys have supported us very well. This is for the ministry. We want to hire a few positions and we need to fund those. So if you're interested in that, sign up at shanewinnings.com. Just click give and then send me a DM on Instagram. I want to get you in the donor Zoom. Okay, here we go. We're talking about singleness, and uh, I really thought it would be a good idea. And someone asked, you know, a couple people asked, hey, can you have your wife on the podcast? And so I said, absolutely. And I thought this would be a good episode to have her on. And so I kind of just want to kick it to you right off the bat and just, you know, what are your total candid thoughts on like, you know, being single as a believer how how would you encourage or what would you say to, you know, young women, teen women uh, regarding that? Yeah, so, well, thank you for having me on. <laughs> um, this is very much out of my comfort zone, but I appreciate everyone that wanted me on to hear my thoughts and, um, yeah, just kind of my own, my own story, too. So I would just say, even before I give advice to other young women, I would, I would say, man, if I could actually give myself, my younger self advice, uh, what would I say? And honestly, my 18 year old self, it's, you know, I'm 28, 28 now. And so it's been 10 years. And um, gosh, when I was 18, I was a mess. I just kind of threw myself into relationships and I did not protect my heart. Um, And so The two things that I would tell myself is one out of Song of Solomon where it says, don't awaken love before it's time, Um, because I I definitely tried to do that, and then protect your heart at all costs. 
And so when I tried to awaken love before it was time, the fruit of that was, you know, I got into a relationship with a guy that was emotionally abusive. He was a pathological liar. Um, there was just a lot of a lot of just junk in that relationship. And God was not fathering me. I didn't let God father me. I knew from the get-go um, that that relationship was wrong. Wait, and let me pause you there. How did you know that it was wrong? Like, because you might have girls right now who are in a relationship, but they're like, well, is this wrong? Is it God? Am I just nervous? Am I afraid to commit? Like, how do I actually, how did you know that it was wrong? Mine was so obviously wrong. Like there was, there was nothing right about it. <laughs> he didn't love the Lord. Um, First red flag. Yep, I would say so. And um, he lied about everything. Um, he he was drunk all the time. I mean, it was just kind of one of those things where it's like, it's like so blatant in your face that you're you're like red flag, red flag, red flag, and you're still going towards it and you're still trying to pursue it. Well, I can change him. I can change him. No, just don't mess with all that because it you will destroy yourself and you'll destroy others in the process of doing that. You're not God. You should just let God do his own thing, like right. change change that person's heart. Yeah, we're not called to evangelize a person that we're trying to date. We're called to be equally yoked. Mm -hmm. And so I think you're right. We get into a lot of trouble when we compromise at first and we're like, no, it's okay. I'm going to try to lead him to the Lord. And the whole time, you know, we're allowing ourselves to be led away from the Lord. But I want to ask a question as you're sharing this to kind of keep this going. Why do we do stuff like that? Because everyone does that. Every, everyone has probably at some point been guilty of, you know, I should have stayed single and just focused on myself and focused on the Lord. But we get into this relationship that we know is dumb from the beginning. Like, why do, why do we do that? I think for my case, um, and possibly for a lot of other cases, honestly, I, I wasn't already spending time with the Lord. I wasn't in that place. I had gotten off of the altar. Um, I didn't have secret time with the Lord. It was like kind of the switch because when I was younger, I never, I never cared about relationships. Actually, it was it was not until like my sophomore sophomore or junior year in college where I was like, oh, I can just date and everything's gonna be fine, right? Um, and so I, God was. I loved Jesus. I still did. And he knew my heart, but he was not my life. He, I had not been in the secret place. He was, it was kind of like, man, I'll, I'll probably make it to heaven. But if I do, it's, it's going to be by just a little tiny inch, you know, hmm. like I don't, I, I was going to skim by. Um, and that's a scary place to be. And then right after I had, dated that guy actually it was beautiful because I, I I remember this situation that I was in and I I don't really have a father figure in my life and so God was still pursuing me even though I was very much pushing him away and it was kind of like this scene that you would see in a movie where 
Um, I was in the Walmart parking lot because that's where I went to go get my groceries. And it was pouring rain outside. And I was sitting in my car and I was sobbing, like uncontrollably, couldn't contain myself. And I was like, I know that I have to break up with this guy. And I don't want to do it. I just wanted a father to come and to tell me what I was doing was wrong. And I wanted someone to like break up with this guy for me because he, I actually had like a little bit of fear when I broke up with him, not knowing if he was going to like do anything um, like hurtful or damaging to me. And so it's raining outside. I'm in my car and I'm sobbing and the Lord, I felt like he was in my passenger seat and he just gave me so much strength and courage to just end it right there. You know, it was over text and that's, that's where I, I don't, love that it was over text but that's where I was at and you know and um, that's where I needed to be because just for my safety I'm not sure if he would have hurt me but you know I was at that point where I wasn't sure um so, yeah yeah and that's important too because like you know what you're saying is this heartache this stressful time this awful time of abuse could have been avoided if you knew the season that you were in and you had focused on God instead of what your flesh wanted. Totally. So like, let this be a, an encouragement. Let it be a warning, a caution, you know, whatever you want to receive it as for anyone who's listening, you know, there are consequences to um, disobeying the Lord. And it's not that he's punishing us, but we actually step out from underneath his covering. You know, he has, uh, as a good father, he has, you know, um, left and right limits, so to speak. He's got rules, so to speak. He has um, cautions for our lives. And, he, you know, he's saying, hey, I wouldn't do this. Don't do this. And his word specifically says, don't do some of these things like be unequally yoked. And when we go out and we do it anyways, we step out from his covering and look what happens. We get exposed to the plans of the enemy. Now we're in an abusive relationship. Now we've got all this turmoil. We're depressed. We're compromising. All these things, which can totally be avoided, you know, if you go back and you look, and I'm guilty of this as well. I think many of us are of, man, if I was thinking about the Lord and I really wanted to have a relationship with him, I never would have compromised. I never would have gotten into that relationship. Mm -hmm. I would have stayed single. I would have stayed focused on God and I would have grown so much and avoided all this pain. Mm -hmm. So I think guys don't miss this, what she's saying, you know, when she's telling some of her story here, while God does use these things for his good and Jess grew through that, obviously. Um, and you know, God uses what the enemy plans for evil and he turns it to good. But that doesn't mean that we need to go through evil to experience God's good. Um, I don't need my son to go out and experience bad things in the world to understand that I'm telling the truth. Mm -hmm. You know, if my son just obeys and listens to me and Jess, he can avoid a lot of things. And that's the, the heart of the Father of God, is to keep us from this pain. And so, man, that's just so cool to hear that and then see where you're at now, yeah. well, you know? And I'll say too, what was so affirming about um, that breakup is it was within seconds, immediately after, I felt so much freedom and it was a tangible freedom. And it was like, 
one moment I was sobbing in my car and the next moment I could have laughed my head off because it was just total freedom. It was the darkest relationship that I'd ever been in. And so once that was over, it was like, oh my gosh, I see the light, you know? And I didn't have, um, I didn't allow people to speak into my life at that point just because I was closed off. Like, um, I didn't have accountability. I didn't have, I had friends who loved the Lord, but, you know, they're, they were struggling in their own areas. And so um, there was no real uh, mentorship or like having a Holy Spirit filled um, mother or father to help counsel me. Um, and so I, it, it was so just amazing how the Lord works because it was instant freedom. And then like going, going along with my story is basically right after that relationship, I was still dumb and entered into another relationship, which <laughs> lasted not, not super long. Um, and that one was not in the Lord either. And then that one quit. I, I met Shane like out of the blue, uh, right after that relationship had ended. And, um, <laughs> I laugh now cause I'm like, Oh gosh, you know, we've been married for five, six together for six years. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, goodness, my 18 year old self did not value singleness. You know, I thought it was a weakness. Singleness is a weakness according to the American dream. Um, quote unquote, the American dream. But man, uh, now being single and having a kid, it's, or I'm sorry, being married and <laughs> having a kid. I know what you meant. Um, uh, I, I really, I think back and I, I'm a little sad. You know, I, I'm, there's so much grace, uh, but I'm, I regret that I didn't value singleness because man, the Lord can teach you so much if you want him to. And and the key word is if, um, because if you're not prioritizing him or you don't want him, he's not, he's not going to push himself on you. He's a gentleman, um, gentle man. He is, and, and he, he is singular. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I think the cool part is, is that, uh, you know, when you're single, that is the time for the Lord to speak to you in a unique way. Because when you get married, you're never going to be single again. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the that's the point of marriage. It's not, well, you know, if you get divorced, divorce shouldn't be an option. Divorce shouldn't be on the table. It's a covenant. Um, you know, it's just like entering into a covenant with God. You're not thinking, well, if I walk away from God, you know, I'm going to do this. That No Christian should be thinking that. You're like, I'm in this for life. I'm with you for life. Mm-hmm. That is how marriage is. And so, you know, while Paul talks about it's good, you know, if you want to get married, and I'll talk about that tomorrow. We're going to dive into those scriptures out of 1 Corinthians. But if you rush into a relationship, then if you get married, you'll never have that time as a single person again. You will always be joined with your spouse. And like I shared yesterday, there is a special time of being single where you allow God to be enough. If you're always in relationships, you will never get to see how God is enough for just you in that certain way. You know, I have my own relationship with God. So does Jess. And I have 
grown to see how he is enough in this union that we're in. But like I shared yesterday, man, there was just a point where he revealed to me what it was like to be complete as a single person, you know, and I was 25. You know, some of my friends were already getting married. I was halfway to 30. You know, I felt like I was getting old and I was single and God met me and he showed me what it is to be complete. And I'm just going to say this boldly. I think after hearing Jessica's, uh, you know, kind of mini testimony there, some of y'all know you need to just go break up with your your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Like some of you, when you're listening, you're like, dude, that's me right now. Break up with them. If you're unequally yoked, break up with them. If you're being abused, break up with them and surround yourself with people who are going to keep you safe, who are going to encourage you, you know, how would you encourage someone to just go about doing that? Because, you know, you said the Lord came and he gave you strength, but, you know, someone who's in that situation, they might not see the light right now. That mm-hmm. They might not feel that peace that you had when you did it. And so they're wondering, how is this possible? Well, there was so much anxiety before I sent that text. Um, and text is fine. I that, don't recommend it, though. I mean, if, but if it's a bad relationship <laughs> yeah. and you just need out... Send the text. Yeah. What are you going to What's the what's the the flip side is what you're going to stay in a relationship because you don't want to send a text. Right. Send the text. Mm-hmm. Um, my that that wasn't easy. Um, obviously, if you're not in a like abusive relationship, even just emotionally abusive. Uh, he never hit me, but he was emotionally abusive and manipulative. Um but I think if you're in like a really poor situation, maybe send the text. Um, if you have a more sturdy, healthy relation, not even sturdy, but like if, if you're not afraid that something bad is going to happen, then just meet up. I think that's more honoring. Yeah. Um, gosh, but I had so much anxiety and I, I had written out the text and I just read it over, I think probably 10 times. And then, gosh, I just, it's not even like I was crazy, courageous and bold and strong. I would love to say that I was, but I was so weak um, and so scared. I had a lot of fear. And in my weakness, God gave me strength. Mm. Um, And I just sent it, closed my phone. I don't even think I responded to him even if he tried i don't even remember what happened afterwards all i remember is that there was no communication with him afterwards um and gosh what shane said i was feeling that too though like that there was going to be someone that was going to listen to this and be like dude i do not feel like i I do not feel equally yoked i know that i know that i know that i'm not supposed to be with this person right um, and at that point, if you keep going on in the relation relationship, it's just disobedience. That's right. Um, and there's no grace for disobedience. I, I th- That's something that you need to get. The Bible says, do not be unequally yoked. What fellowship can light have with darkness? You are joining yourself with another person. You're not supposed to evangelize your boyfriend or girlfriend. You're not supposed to win your your boyfriend, your girlfriend over to Christ, um, you know, you are called to be with believers. And if you're a woman, you need to be with a man who is more on fire than you. 
because he's supposed to be your spiritual leader. Some of you guys are dragging your guy through the dirt trying to get him to church and stuff. He is not going to be your spiritual leader. Now, if you're married, that is for a whole other uh, episode because the Bible does talk about um, you know un unequally yoked people who are married where one person becomes a believer, is a believer, and I can touch on that another day. But I'm talking about people who are dating or, or single people who are like, well, I really like this guy or girl, but they're not that strong in their faith. That's a zero right there. And uh, you need to know this too. With, with Jess's situation, with maybe your situation, if you are obeying God's word, there is going to be grace that follows. If you are doing, think about this. If God is calling you to get out of a relationship that he doesn't want you in, do you think that he's not also going to be there? to support you when you make this hard decision? Like, when you finally say, you know what, I've been disobedient, I've been compromising, I've been unequally yoked, I've been all these things, I'm ready to break it off. Do you think God's going to just stand back and not do anything? No way. He's a perfect father. He's going to be stoked that you're ready to obey, and he's going to be there to help you along the way. Doesn't mean there won't be pain, doesn't mean there won't be consequences because there are consequences of disobedience, but it does mean that God is going to be with you. Mm -hmm. And I would rather do the hard thing that God supports than the easy thing that God hates. And uh, I think that's when we start to get into a fear of the Lord. And that's something we really got to carry when we're talking about dating. Okay. Hey, we're getting ready to wrap this up. Jess, final thoughts. Um, I see you've got a really good note here written what is that? And what would you what would you finish on? I think that's good. You should say that. <laughs> I have my notes because I get nervous. <laughs> I have notes. Um, yeah, I, I would just say uh, final thoughts. Singleness is not a weakness. It's a virtue. Um, I know everyone like the infam- the infamous quote, singleness is a gift. And um, when I was single, um, I people would tell me, it's such a gift and I just want to pull my hair out because I'm like, it's not a gift because it doesn't feel like one. Um, And I'm so thankful that our feelings don't dictate the truth. Um, Unfortunately, I did not allow the Lord to speak to me in that time of singleness. Um, And so, you know, who knows what I could have, what knowledge and understanding and wisdom that I could have gained from the Lord. Um, So if you're single, don't do what I did and just, grit your teeth and white fist it to the heavens being mad because you think God owes you a relationship when he doesn't because the Bible doesn't say that he does. He does not owe you a relationship. Um, and you know, the angrier you get, the less you're going to be open to receiving what God wants to say to you. And so I just want to say that, you know, if you're single, that doesn't mean you're weak or that you're missing out. Um, And I'm sure you'll talk about it tomorrow, but Paul says it's better to be single uh, because you can focus on the Lord. Um, And when I was going through those relationships, the reason I went from relationship to relationship is because I wasn't filled by God. So that entirety of those relationships were just based on me not being in the secret place and not having the Lord as my first love. Mm. Um, The Lord should always be your first love. Yes, that is so good. And he'll never be our first love if our first thought is that we need another human 
to fill a space. And, uh, you know, I have a really cool testimony to share tomorrow about a friend. Um, he's, he's since passed away. He was the pastor of um, Covenant Church, actually here in Texas. Um, his name is Ricky Tejada. But he had been ordained with his wife, and that night she died in a car accident. His best friend. And uh, the things that the Lord spoke to him as he was grieving and healing in that season are life-changing. And I'm going to share some of that tomorrow, so don't miss part three. Guys, if this episode spoke to you, please uh, share it with someone. Hit that copy link button. Message it to some friends and family. Girls, send it to some of your girlfriends or your girls group. Guys, this is stuff that we need to hear as well. Forward it to some bros. And uh, I feel so weird saying that. (laughs) Even when I was 18, I felt weird saying it. But now I'm 32. I just feel like I'm dating myself. Who cares? Whatever. I'm married. I don't got to worry about it. Um, Just kidding. I don't want to be insensitive to those who aren't married yet. Look, it might be coming for you. It might not. We're going to talk about what Paul says and what Jess touched on. Is it better for you to be single or is it better for you to be married? We will answer that tomorrow. Guys, thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.